This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 38, Twilight Imperium, the movie. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Episode 38, Twilight Imperium, the movie. I mean, what would Matt say when he was starting an episode? He'd say something stupid. He'd be like, uh, hey, so welcome to, he'd be, he'd have some bit where he'd be like, oh, look at me, it's time to start the show. Ha 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 ha. Isn't this funny? And then I'm just sitting there like, I don't even get like what the bit is or like what, you know, yeah. how, how this is supposed to work. Yeah, um, I I already considered doing an Australian accent, uh, mm-hmm. but on the on the one hand, well, I know it, no, I know I shot. can't. Give, I don't want to do it. No, g- come on, c- don't be shy. The g- main tech, your... the main tech <laughs> coalition. See, see, this was supposed to be a bit where we make fun of Matt a little bit, but instead, we're just making you kind fun of ourselves. Yeah, and also you kind of just did like a Matt's greatest hits kind of kind of roll there, because like that. I mean, I think that's the that funniest the thing that bit. Matt ever said on the show. Yeah, I mean, I it, with me, it's like, I, I mean that that clip that 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 reel of things I've said on the show that are super funny. I mean, that's like an hour long, you know, of mm-hmm. bits and like who could even pick out one. But with Matt, yeah, it's just that time he said Mentech Coalition. I can't even do it. Mentech. I can't do it either. Well, um, welcome to Space Cats Peace Turtles. If you haven't noticed, uh, Matt is uh, not here. And uh, the reason is, oh, oh, I just heard a a very loud car horn. Um, I I can't tell if that was on your end or my end. uh, It was on your end. no, listener, it was on your end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was actually, uh, it wasn't me or Alex, that was you. Um, uh, so, yeah, Matt, Matt's not here this week uh, because of some uh, kind of, uh, well, pr- pretty difficult, uh, like, kind of family tragedy stuff that struck quite suddenly, um, and we were obviously not prepared for it. Um, we did not have an episode loaded, so um, we're going to kind of goof around today. Uh, I want to say this kind of to the community. Um, Matt's kind of having a pretty difficult week, and I would ask that you all please be kind and considerate to him while he deals with this. Um, it's it's not really uh, my thing to share, and uh, I, so I'm obviously not going to today. Uh, but yeah, just uh, just be kind, be cool, be sweet. Uh, he will he will be back next week, um, and everything will be back to normal. Um, so I would say the episode that we have for you today uh, with me and Alex is going to be uh, pretty silly and not really too focused on strategy. So uh, if you're annoyed that we've taken such a break from strategy, that does not end today, my friend. We are we are just in a fun mode. A fun zone 
Um, I'm and, having a great time. Yeah, and <laughs> essentially today we are going to just break down what we would want from a Twilight Imperium movie. Um, that's it. That's basically it. So uh, if that's if that's not your thing, that is what we're going to do today. Um, and then next week, back to the hardcore math numbers strategy that you know and love from this show. We will be, yeah, we'll be stiff and straight like you love it. And we're going to talk about, you know, what exactly how the numbers break down with uh, the Sardak Nor racial advantage. Is it worth it? Is it not? Well, we're going to talk about it for two hours next week. Uh, but today, we're just going to kind of chill and talk about how cool it would be if there was a Twilight Imperium movie. I mean, this is this is also a, a uh, kind of like a pilot for uh, a podcast I've been wanting to do for a long time, which is just board games as movies. So we've got a, a Catan movie in the works. Right. Uh, Puerto Rico, of course. Dick, Dixit is the hard one. <laughs> yeah. Dixit's going to be mostly impossible. Um, just kind of like shifting images, very abstract. No words, of course. Right. I mean, what what words could there be? And I would prefer no, no music too, because there's no music in the game. Oh you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It doesn't come with music. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this is a dynamite uh, idea that b- more board games need to be movies. Um, and also, let's kind of get this out of the way. How, how qualified are we to be speaking about movies? Alex? Um, not very. <laughs> um, no, I, um, I mean, I watch, uh, I watch movies. I like movies. I, I put a little too much time into thinking about Twilight Imperium as a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say at the start of this episode, especially as we were putting this, the outline for this episode together, I have, um, felt pretty disengaged from from uh popular culture movies yeah recently Um, yeah i learned a lot about you and what you know about and what you don't know about yeah so uh but you know i don't know i grew up loving star wars saw all of um the, the best three star wars prequels in uh, <laughs> the uh, theater um i don't know what uh so i actually brought this up as and it's it's you're being very very humble right now but uh i brought this up more for you to say that you because you make movies you 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 have made a, at least a film you know uh yeah <laughs> that's that's all i have and, to say sorry sorry that. <laughs> That's so great that you're here and I'm like, hey, do you want to plug? Do you want to plug your thing? No, hard pass. You don't want to plug it? You don't want to plug your movie? No, yeah, uh, that's that's what I do. Um, I am currently working for a film festival. I uh, don't really want to say which one, uh, mm-hmm. just for the... I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It, it rhymes with moon dance. Actually, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, I know. I was trying to throw him off the scent. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, it rhymes with um, Moon Becca. Ah, I like that. Um, so I'm working with them, and part of doing that work is uh, screening submissions. So I'm actually watching a lot of um, 
feature films nowadays and and judging them uh that doesn't necessarily mean i could make the best (laughs) sci-fi uh extravaganza of all time though right and there's probably not a lot of sci-fi extravaganzas that you're getting or any science fiction is there any science fiction to speak of i did um i can't i can't say anything about it especially on a podcast um but i i have seen one science fiction movie and that's literally all i can say that's the extent of it all right well dope um well uh, so th- those are kind of Alex's qualifications. He uh, does some kind of work for some kind of film festival. Uh, he's also a film director, although let's not we're not going to speak about that either. Uh, what qualifies me to speak on movies? Well, I wrote one once, and I'm smart. So that's pretty much it. Um, I like movies. And I am I have found out in making the in preparing this episode that I know a lot more about pop culture than uh, Alex knows, and that that is actually quite useful. But let's just get into it, because you're like I'm sure at this point wondering what is this episode really going to be? And let me tell you, uh, it's it's just gonna be exactly what we're saying. So what what kind of if, if Twilight Imperium was to be made into a feature film, what kind of movie would we want it to be? I think the most obvious, kind of right off the bat, and this connects back to even Twilight Imperium's roots, is would this be Star Wars? Would we, would we want it to be Star Wars, essentially? Is that what we want? Are you asking me or them? I was waiting for them to say something. Uh, yeah. See, it was kind of it was kind of up to them, but I think, uh, I, yeah, I, I I don't know. Um, how much like Star Wars should it be? What what Star Wars? Because there's there's two very different types of Star Wars. There is uh, the Disney Star Wars that we're getting right now, uh, which kind of has its pros and cons uh, that won't be covered in this show. Or there's like the George Lucas Star Wars where there's a crazy man at the helm and he's whatever he says goes and if he says that the force is little microbacterial uh, organisms in your blood then that's what it is and no one can stop him um i mean twilight imperium as a fiction is definitely more of a george lucas thing with christian t peterson as the crazy person that basically decides what goes and yes it is our official position on this show that uh christian t peterson is at least a little bit crazy we mean it in a good way but he he must at least be i mean there's there's even the um the parallel with the uh the christmas special and what one listener uh a mr jada Pake refers to as the uh forbidden texts the, oh, right. the role playing yeah. game source books. Right. Right. I wish we had those. We, we I want to see more and more of those. I want to do something with those uh, eventually. Uh but yeah, you're right. That both both series have like, you know, these kind of unspeakables attached to them. Yeah. Depending on your point of view, even you might even feel like there's a lot more to be unspeakable about with Star Wars than with Twilight Imperium. Mm-hmm. Um but 
I think in the past when we've talked about this, uh, I just feel like would Twilight Imperium be uh, I, I like the term that you've used in the past, like a ship movie. Would it be a movie about a ragtag group of heroes and they're on this ship flying through space and the ship is sort of like the apartment that Jerry Seinfeld lives in <laughs> right, in <right>. Seinfeld. <laughs> it's just about to say the same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I I was saying that it shouldn't be, and then the more, the more I thought about it, the the more I thought that um, it should. Um, why why should it? Yeah, what's yeah. The, what's here's the, here's why? the reason for that. Um, so with Twilight Imperium, obviously there's a lot that you have to um, cram in, especially if we're talking about a, a one movie, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's. Um, you know why not why not uh three movies why not the trilogy why not right. a mini series right. um but we gave ourselves our parameters and we said just the one movie that's all we're going to get and then maybe they like it it sells and right. we'll get more right right um but there's so much scale that you have to communicate and then again you do just have to have um, you have to have a protagonist to filter it through, or a group of protagonists, right? Um, so, I think the way to do it is the ship game. Or the, I think the, the reason an, another reason why is that the the fiction of Twilight Imperium and just the idea of the game in general it's actually quite bleak. Like when you try and think about it in like a yeah in the context of a movie. Uh, I mean, essentially, the game is just you play as one nation of people, and you uh, essentially just like I mean, you're you're just out for yourself as much as possible. So, I think we both wouldn't really want to do a movie that was just about one nation, right? So it would always have to be a ragtag collection of the various factions of Twilight Imperium, um, but. <clears throat> And then how do you do that, essentially, without it being a ship movie? Because we'd want it to still be faithful. Like, I would want it to feel like there isn't really... Like, like I think you were saying before that there's no... That, like, Twilight Imperium isn't really focused on, like, good or good or evil. Good or mm-hmm. evil is actually not very, like, important in the Twilight Imperium fiction. It's really just about conquest, and that's because it's a board game. Um, but I think in the context of a movie the only way that we can be faithful to that design choice of all of the factions being kind of morally gray is if we do have a, a group, you know, of characters that can be good or whatever, you know? Yeah. I I mean, I think the, the alternative to doing it as a group of protagonists is kind of like a... I, I mean, you're going to have to tell me if this is right or wrong but a mm-hmm. Game of Thrones style ensemble right. thing where you're constantly moving between places, constantly right. looking at how these characters' choices are are interacting with one another. Um, I mean, I think that's the other way you could go, basically. Yeah. I think you either go the Star Wars way or it's, it's a Game of Thrones thing where we've got you know, the Hakan as the Lannisters and, uh, 
I don't know, like the Sardak Nor as the Starks. I like that. Um, uh huh. There's the smoke monster in there somewhere. Right. Yeah, and there's a smoke monster, and they're all uh, shipwrecked on Mechatol Rex, which is an island. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think if it's gonna be a movie, it's kind of got. I mean, it's kind of gotta be a Star Warsy thing, which isn't yeah. bad. Unless you want to go like a three or four hour intermission kind of route, two two hour parts. I wish, like, side side note, I kind of wish movies had intermissions. Oh, um, of course, yeah. Intermissions are great, and I really don't understand why we got rid of them, because movies are so dang long. I went to see the Jurassic Park, the new Jurassic Park movie uh, yesterday. Don't go see it. I didn't, I didn't like it at all, but it was quite long for just a movie about dinosaurs that are, you know, eating people. It was really long. I could have used a break. Yeah. If if you're if you're a hotshot studio filmmaker and you're listening to this or producer whoever right right and you're listening to this right now if your movie is hitting the three hour mark you gotta go for an intermission yeah we got pee dude like come on let us go buy another drink more we popcorn whatever check in with each other about how Act Three is gonna come in. Well, I mean, I think we can go ahead and commit the Twilight Imperium movie to having an intermission. Um, oh, yeah, it's going to be three hours. That's the that's our mark. What do we think about it being like a quest movie, like Lord of the Rings with some sort of MacGuffin at the center? I don't know if I'm using the term MacGuffin correctly, but... No, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something that... That's the classic MacGuffin. Is the the ring? The ring, Lord yeah. Of the Rings? yeah. Yeah. It's probably the the best MacGuffin. Like, it's actually a good... It's a good object. Or I guess the other way you could do it is maybe, uh, like, Star Trek. But I don't even really want to go there. I don't even really care. I think the easiest to actually explore is to talk about it more in the sense of it being a Star Wars thing. Because it's tied to the roots of it. Um, and I think that if it was going to be a movie... Like, Game of Thrones was, like, such a huge you know, commitment and like, we're not gonna get that, you know, we're just like begging the studios for this movie, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, of course. We all want it, uh, JK, I mean, whatever. But um, I think if we kind of just talk about it in the sense of a Star Wars movie, I think it will make the most sense if we do it that way. So if we if we talk about it like that, like it's, it's kind of a morally gray universe um, in Twilight Imperium, but who, who do we feel like we could pick out from all the factions to be like the bad guys? Like if we went the Game of Thrones route, it could sort of be everybody or like um, like half of the factions. But if we go the Star Wars route, it really works better, I feel like, if we have like one main antagonist. And who do we feel like is the baddest of the bad, really? Well, that's I think that's two questions packed into one, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. If if this Twilight Imperium movie gets made, who knows if there will be a Which second Which it will. One. I mean, it will. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But who I think should be the primary antagonist of the first inaugural Twilight mm-hmm. Imperium movie mm-hmm. is not going to be the baddest of the bad. Because, right. you know, it's like in Breaking Bad uh, when those... Uh, <laughs> when, the t- when the two brothers show up, Right. You know, or like when Gus shows up. 
you have to right. you have to have a worse enemy right just in just in case we need it mm-hmm. um which is obviously the baddest of the bad is the necrovirus right that's the big the big bad that's the biggest baddie at the table it's the biggest bad um mm-hmm. so we're gonna take uh one step back and say the l1z1x yeah and i think i, I think they're they're definitely good enough to carry uh this this film with there's actually i kind of want to skip uh down to something that i think might be interesting to kind of like just define in general is for our like if we were making the screenplay which we're not and that's not what we're going to do today but oh i was um, gonna do that i was gonna work on that tonight oh yeah well i mean maybe we should and that would be kind of fun to it would actually actually no joke i'm i'm not even goofing off um, is that a? Did we just get a cat on the podcast? Yeah. Is that a cat? That's, That's our a, first uh, actual cat on Space Cats Peace Turtles. That's awesome. Uh, Who is that cat? Can you tell us real uh, that's, quick? That's my cat, Ernie. Ernie, thank you, thank you very much, Ernie. And uh, for the record, he has uh, sat at the table with me while he played as the Hakan. <laughs> <laughs> he would. He's a good man. Uh, well, so uh, one thing we want to do real quick is like for for our idea of what a TI movie would be, we kind of went through all of the factions and broke them down uh, as far as what kind of parts we feel like they would play in a story. Like which ones we feel like sound like villainous more and which ones we feel like are kind of the heroes of a story and which ones we feel like are kind of neutral or mysterious. So... I'm just going to kind of throw these out there and we probably, you know, some things we have more to talk about and some things we'll have less to talk about. This is kind of just like our gut feeling. And I'll say this, when we started making this list, it was very apparent that like, oh, wow, a majority of these factions are just villainous. Like they just mm-hmm. seem pretty, they're they're mostly, they have a lot of bad in them. Um, but obviously uh, you've got L1, you've got Necro as your, your pretty obviously bad guys. We threw Mentak into villainous because they're pirates yeah i I mean i i i want to have a disclaimer for all of these i think Mm because like if if we're i mean even in this movie and what i what i was saying about the scope um i i don't really feel like it's just the l1 that are i mean they're they're serving the function of the big bad evil guy right right but that doesn't mean that other factions won't kind of be um you know complications right so or like threatening to the to the overall story yeah. like the mentech are so obviously like if, if you're doing a twilight imperium movie the the only role that it makes a lot of sense for the mentech to play is the characters get shanghaied by the mentech right like that that just makes that makes a lot more sense than us trying to do all of the narrative legwork of making this coalition of pirates into good guys although i don't know actually now that I, now that i say it out loud it sounds pretty sexy but but that's we decided okay this is our thing we decide um the next one uh is the yin right because we hate them staying on that matt's not here so i gotta carry that flame of uh we're just gonna say that the yin are the bad guys just because because they suck right um no actually oh okay all right some disagreement um why I do have, you feel like the yen are the bad guys i are are villainous well i have a lot of sympathy for for the yen 
Um, personally, <laughs> this <laughs> sounds really silly now that I'm about to say it, but I feel yeah, like no. no one wants to listen to the end. Uh-huh. But... <clears throat> No, it, I mean, if I'm being serious, they they are like a. Uh, well, obviously they're all male clones, and right. they've, they've got this really weird uh, complex with like kind of like a Mary, uh, uh, a Mary figure, um, mm-hmm. you know, like the the mother of Christ, and then a Christ figure. Right. They, right. I, you know, you guys were talking about them being like. Um, guerrilla fighters i don't mm-hmm. really read them as guerrilla fighters if anything i would read the mentac like like that mm-hmm. um but i read the in as like religious fanatics and that is right. what is actually really scary about that but i do think that that there is some place where you could meet them i i imagine the yin having like a like whoever the main character would be they you'd fight them for so long and then you'd finally get to understand what they're about and there would be a, a huge redemption with that main character you know right like darth vader or something i like that uh i i want to say something real quick not to dip into strategy territory but um i'm sure it's okay if we have a little bit of that uh when me and matt called them guerrilla fighters we were doing it more in the context of like what your play style should be right yeah basically yeah, I I, re- I realize in the actual fiction they are much more uh, religious fundamentalist than they yeah. are, you know, guerrilla fighters. But um, all right, well, next one we've got is uh, the Arborek as uh, threatening villainous, and I feel like the Arborek in the context of a film, uh, it's not necessarily that they have that they're they have evil intent, but they're just like. Yeah, I don't know. They're an evil plant thing. They're like the sar the sarlacc pit. Like they're not. They're not gonna. They're not gonna play like a good nice role in uh, in a film. Although, what was the talk on the Discord a long time ago about there being a Twilight Imperium film with us oh, yeah, with an yeah. Arborek casino? What is yeah. that? Doesn't even make sense. I, like, what is that? I I actually meant to give that a shout out. Um, so on on the Discord we have a a channel called meme town and um a while back actually quite a few months back now there was a discussion about um a fictional twilight imperium movie from the 80s like like as if it was like something that went straight to vhs or something right right um and so it involved uh steve martin um he played a part i forget who the the main character was um rick moranis was in it um i think as the as the hakan character (laughs) and um arch tom of mean meme town um had just the perfect bit we were we were describing this movie and then he he said something along the lines of um like what i didn't understand the whole subplot with the arborek casino why would the arborek have a casino and that that was it and just the idea of the arborek having a casino is <laughs> i mean that's it that's the whole joke right right oh uh, well, that's great I mean, yeah i mean there's there's no the arborek have uh 
you know, they don't know reason. They have no emotion. It's just, uh, they're a weed. I, you know what? I actually kind of like, uh, I want to build this more as, uh, I mean, this is not how in-jokes work, but the idea of the Arborek having a casino is really great because the Arborek, more than any other faction, struggle with making money early that they really need. Oh, yeah. And that for them to be gamblers on top of that would be super unwise. To me, they are, without a doubt, the poorest of poor men at the table. Really? Um, the Arborek? Oh yeah, yeah, dude. You you got you first round you need like I forget what the number was that we gave it, but you need like seven dollars and you have three. And you des you don't like sorta need seven, like you desperately need seven. More so than anybody else. Can I can He's, I give my my real quick strategy yeah, guide? Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't need money. You don't Why? need money. Just have fun. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to That's win. That's good strategy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, have you guys ever thought that maybe you should just not care about winning so much? Yeah. This is... Welcome to the final strategy guide episode of Space Cats, Peace Turtles. Is winning really so important? <laughs> it was all a ruse. Back to our possible villains. And then... Uh, and then... So, we've also got Sar on this list. Uh, I think you got to explain to me actually this one because well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, when I put when I put something onto this list, it's not they are a bad guy. It is, mm-hmm. um, they are a narrative threat that is pounding at the gates. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I actually I was saying the other day I I'll say this until the day I die. Um, I th- I think Sar are the only good guys in Twilight Imperium. They, well, they're the most downtrodden, so that makes sense. Yeah. The 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 two factions I have the most room in my heart for are Sar and Muat. So, I I think of Sar less as a uh villain, but mm-hmm. they when they show up whenever they do in the fiction, um they are going to be a threat. They they're going to they're going to be this massive flotilla basically that is is meandering through the galaxy um never really finding a roost um everybody hates them yeah that that's the story of sar no one I like no it. one wants it's, you in their territory they're like a rampaging herd of wildebeests like in lion yeah. king yeah and and uh at some point Makatol rex is going to be vacated or it's going to be weak and the sar are going to say this planet's terrible anyway because it's been uh, bombarded to oblivion. So let's just chill here for now. Yeah. All right. All right. So we've got we've got our bad guys kind of laid out. Um, I'm I want to take a break from like the list and just talk about not necessarily who uh, the the good guys in general would be, but what would like our main good guy characters like? What who would we want? Represented. I feel like the most obvious is if there's not a space cat on the cover, that's a good guy. Then why are we even doing the movie? You know what I mean? There's got to be a good guy space cat. Of course. Yeah. Even though I I will say that in my read of Twilight Imperium, Hakan are maybe the worst of them all. Well, they are. Yeah. Yeah. But but the show's called Space Cats Peace Turtles. Right. So. 
Um, but then again, the what what we're looking for in a protagonist, unless we we really really sympathize with them, which is those those factions are are very few and far between. Um, right. We're looking for someone that we can identify with immediately and be on board with them and then see how how incredibly flawed they are. Right. So Hakan's great for that. Also, it'll get the furries on board, you know? Like, this is also about economics, you know? Yeah. It's a, There's going to be a lot of cosplaying. Also, here's a random shout-out. How come I don't see more Twilight Imperium cosplay in the world? I am going to do... I'm going to make a pledge right now. Oh, and I hope I do not regret this, actually. Um, I am going to, at Gen Con... Do I want to say this? Hmm. I don't think um, you want to say it. I... Yes, I am going to, and I don't know how I'll make it work because I have no, no, I'm not good at costumes at all, but one day at Gen Con, uh, I am going to cosplay as a space cat, and you deal with that, all right? Um, let's just move on. I don't want to talk about I, I, I'm, I'm good. I, I don't want to linger on this too much yeah. because I don't want to be made to regret what I let's just said. Not, let's but, not talk about it until the night before, I guess. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um uh so i we have actually a really interesting idea uh for a character i think it's the only idea actually we've had about characters that i feel like is very well defined but we want to have a letnev character that is a good guy we want the letnev to be kind of good guys in this um like sort of vegeta style good guys where like they you know they've got a bad ideology but like they're not they're not horrible and we have this idea actually because uh, we like really nailed down exactly what we thought we would want for this movie for some reason um, and one of the ideas that I really liked that we had was a Letnev character that was like a disgraced captain of a dreadnought basically that had like failed to maybe bombard some soul you know ground forces like what actually happens in a Twilight Imperium game mm-hmm so there's something. You know, I don't even know... If you look at their faction sheet, I don't even know what tells you that they're bad guys. I think it's just, like, all the association of them being space Nazis. But also, the more and more I realize it, I think maybe me and Matt are the only ones that really read them that way. Like, I think this is just something that me and Matt have always... I mean, they're very... ...kind of held in our hearts. I don't know. I kind of... I look at them and I think... And I've, uh, I think Nazis aren't too far off from this, but I think like, like late nineteenth century, you know, like maybe World War One. I, I don't know. But they yeah. they they do look very, um, like Prussian. They look Prussian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they yeah they look regal in the same way that the Nazis tried to make themselves regal. But they're, you know, they're I I don't know. I want to talk about real quick, like, how does... What's our opening credits, basically, for this movie? Like, I feel like the obvious... Uh, well, here, I'll just I'll just share my, my vision of the opening credits first, and then you can do yours. So the way I'd imagine this movie opening is if you have ever seen the documentary called Jodorowsky's Dune, uh, which is about this filmmaker, his name is Alejandro Jodorowsky, and he tried to make an adaptation of the science fiction book 
uh, Frank Herbert's Dune. And his idea for an opening shot was just like a zoom in through the universe, basically, until you get to the like specific uh, place in the universe where the action is happening, the opening scene, essentially. So mm-hmm. you pass through all of these like kind of cosmic entities and like maybe you see like a fight between some space pirates and like a, a space freighter um, and it just keeps zooming in, keeps zooming in until we get to our characters. Um, I would love to do this with Twilight Imperium and then like maybe have it like kind of touch on like a lot of little things that maybe the audience, like the mo- most of the audience members aren't going to get, but then like for Twilight Imperium fans will really let them know that this is going to be a faithful adaptation, like passing by planets like Abyss Freya that like might not be a part of the story, but like, hey, they're here. Here's the universe, you know, going through right. a gravity rift, like like just that's I've a, always that's really liked the idea and kind of like get see some of the stuff that we're not going to be able to see right in the movie that like we're not fa- going to be able to talk we about we won't be able to really get to right right like maybe we see an arborex space plant but we don't like it's the arborex aren't necessarily going to be a, we have 17 right. factions so and it they gives, won't you, all make gives it. you a sense of like the the diversity and and scale of the world mhm um i don't know if this is super campy um but i was thinking you know why not you come in from black and mm-hmm. you're looking at an isometric view of the galaxy itself. Mm-hmm. And that's just the first thing you see. And With the, and the hexes and everything? Not the hexes, just like okay. the planets. You see the whole galaxy laid out. Mm-hmm. And that that's the only nod that you'll ever really give to it being an actual board game. Right. I mean, I think it would be great to start with that. Um, and then you, you move in and get yeah. get particular but also a, who am i kidding um the first thing that you really should see all right so imagine the lights have gone out in the theater <laughs> you paid 15 bucks to go see this you got your hot dog and your your extra large coca-cola yeah you watched all the commercials mm-hmm. and the lights go out um and it the on the screen it's black but you know the projector's going and the first thing you see is directed by Wes Anderson. <laughs> so That's you it. know, you know you're in for something. You're you know, really in for something. Just a romp through space. Yeah. Yeah, just a fun goofy, you know, not really family friendly. Right. Right. But it's passing for it. What about this? What about Okay, so the lights go down. You've got your hot dog. You've got your your pitcher of beer. Three pitchers. You've got whatever. One and per hour. One per hour, because it's going to be three hours. And then screen's black, and it says, directed by Christian T. Peterson. Just get him. Just get him. Just get the guy. Just pitch it to the guy that knows. The number one dude. Christian T. Peterson has a, a young spirit, and he likes to experiment. And I guarantee you, if a movie studio called him up today and was like, "Have you ever directed a film before?" No. Do you want to direct like a huge, like, like high budget science fiction romp? Yes, he would. I don't know if it would be good, but I know he would try. He would do it. What uh? So what? What's uh? What do we actually start with? No, I like that. I, in fact, I'm already down to talk 
to talk directors and to talk cast. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So we've okay. got uh, let's let's talk. Who, so who's going to be in this? Who, whose faces are we going to see on screen? You know, like I said, um, I am. You know, I I used to be just so on top of who was making movies, who was starring right. in movies, right. etc. And um, you know, in my old age, I've really uh, veered away from that. Right. Um, so well, you're watching festival circuit movies. Yeah, yeah. It's not exactly, not exactly my thing. But I do know one man that would should definitely be in it. I he may have played this game at some point in his life, and his name is Vin Diesel. Oh yeah. Hey, what's great about Vin Diesel is he's got that bald head, so you could put anything on it. He's a blank canvas of a human being, you know. He could be Isarl, right? He's bald, easy. Extra. Yeah, extra because he's bald. You could throw some cat ears on there, and now he's a con. Uh, he's he kind of looks like Sar, so that's fine. Soul, obviously, he's got that. All of them. He could play any of them. I mean, actually, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. He should play all of them. This movie yeah. should just be a Vin Diesel. How about Vin Diesel doesn't speak in it, but he plays all of the roles, and then we just have a like a VO cast kind of oh, speak yeah. for. Would that be cheaper? You know, because we can play Vin the the big bucks to kind of do all the acting, and then we can pay you know this VO cast like we can pay them very little. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how much the big bucks is. I don't know for for Vin. It's it's probably pretty crazy. Honestly, though, um, what what professional movie actor can you guarantee has a gen, attended Gen Con at some point? This is you're actually getting kind of serious here, and actually, it does no, make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, like, that is that is my point. Like, if you he he's such a nerd. He loves T and D. Yeah, um, he uh, he did Riddick, which was just his, right. he wrote Riddick. He, uh, I mean, he's the guy. He's the guy you gotta yeah. get on board now you're in, right. some, in some capacity. He also he gets butts and seats. You know what I mean? This guy is yeah. like uh, this guy's a franchise boy. Everybody would yeah. come see this movie. Basically, yeah. now you're right. This is it. And I I do think you have to give him uh, something more than Groot. I think I think that he is going to need to be a a big player in some yeah. capacity. Yeah, a main character, maybe the main character, or maybe the fan favorite character, kind of the Han Solo of the bunch. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Are there? What about directors? Are there any other people we see direct? Like maybe a real director? Like. <laughs> Oh, not. Are you saying Wes Anderson isn't a real director? Oh no, no, no! I'm saying that Wes Anderson. Uh, that that that. Well, no, no, I am not saying that. Uh, but what what's somebody? Uh, that you know. Yeah, I mean, I know you really like him, but uh, what about Steven Soderbergh? You'd be excited to see Steven Soderbergh do this, right? Science fiction film, big budget. Has he ever done anything like that before? Actually, you know, you know, he has. Um, I oh, just, he has? I just remembered it. He he dire- he directed a um, a remake of Andrei Tarkovsky's Solaris with George Clooney. Oh, he did and, that. I didn't even know that. And I think it was Sandra Bullock. That's crazy. I'm gonna look it up real quick. 
Let's not uh, let's not go gravity? off on this. Um, no, no, no. You're thinking of gravity, though. Yeah, I'm thinking of gravity. Mm-hmm. I I obviously have not seen this remake of Solaris. You know, like I said, uh, Steven Soderbergh. He took a he he said he was over. He he said he was going to be done, and he was just going to make uh, brandy. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he came <laughs> he came back with a heist movie that was pretty good, and. I think he could do it. Well, I know he's just like one of your your personal faves, so I'm kind of giving you. A, what about uh, somebody of some recent fame? Uh, what about Gear? What if we got Guillermo on this? Guillermo del Toro to direct Twilight Imperium the movie. We've got a lot of creatures, right? Guillermo loves creatures. Guillermo would be the one because he he loves creatures. Right. But if if he could just get away from being in in love with the creatures. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. His his vision of Twilight Imperium might be a little sensual, as opposed to, I don't know, somebody just a little more straightforward, like uh, Dennis Villeneuve, whatever that guy's right. name. Yeah, that guy would be cool. I, it, obviously, you know, I don't want to I don't want to rag too much on um on Guillermo. I mm-hmm. um yeah I I I. Real, I'm a I'm a big fan of his, but I yeah it's like he could he could he could do all the creatures he could do the practical effects, but then again honestly like I don't know if he's the one. Actually that that brings up another topic um, for anyone that that did see The Shape of Water. Um, is there room in Twilight Imperium for a love story? Yeah, that's actually that's that's. Yeah, well, we'll be the star-crossed lovers of the movie. I mean, maybe a soul and a hakan. You know, we love our cats. We love kitties. Right, of course. I mean, and then you get the the, the furries on board, too. Right, and, that, and yeah, we need them. They're an important part of it. What about, like, Jolnar and then, like, Muar? What You know what it should be, actually? I, and this this is definitely... I think this is maybe the last point uh, because this is kind of this. I feel like this is where we're at. But the, the way this movie ends, I already have the ending. Um, we've got Vin Diesel playing a Hakan, and we have uh, Vanessa Redgrave playing an extra, and uh-huh. they make out. Space cats, peace turtles. Adios, and then, gazebos. Uh, where's my mind starts up. Yeah. 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 As Mechatol is being bombarded. Right, right. As Mechatol is burning. Yeah, Vin, Vin looks over with his with his cat ears at Vanessa Redgrave with her turtle beak. And uh, he's like, you know, I met you at a really strange time in my life. And yeah. And then the first the first couple notes of Where Is My Mind? And, you know, and then right no on more, the snare. No more of yeah. uh, Where Is My Mind? just the right. first couple notes and then it cuts yeah, out yeah right right at the snare and then you know and then project mayhem blows up all the 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 you know what was it the stuff the the bombs and then the cities fall and uh there you go there's your movie i told yeah. you we'd do it and and mickey mouse comes out and he's and he's like i'm so glad i i bought the like the end of the movie strangely is mickey mouse just coming out and being like well it was a good investment 
and I'm glad I did this. And uh, where's the next thing that I might that I might purchase? Uh, because it was a Disney movie. Who'd have thunk? Directed by Mickey Mouse. Produced by uh, Donald Duck and Goofy. So it's kind of a Kingdom Hearts thing too. You didn't mention any uh, Final Fantasy characters. No, no. I think they're trying to get away from that in general, but. But there you go. There's the movie. And if you can edit in Where Is My Mind right now to be playing, that would be perfect. And then that's the that's the transition. All right. So uh, welcome back. Uh, it's that what a weird episode this has been, but uh, we gave you some some real drama there at the end, and now uh, we're getting into the errata, everybody's favorite part of the episode. I was even thinking maybe I, we would just do the errata even, and then we came up with this idea of talking about Twilight Imperium movie. Um, but let's get right into it. Our first uh, this errata obviously is from the This Imperium Life episode from last week, which we don't even traditionally do errata for, um, but we just have two really juicy ones uh, that is really worth talking about. The first one is from In Mac We Trust, and it is a mandatory errata. Um, In Mac We Trust is a space kitty, so anything he says goes. Um, in his story, he mentioned, uh, he had a story about the Nalu, and the story, if you listen to it, uh, did not really make sense because he talked about Nalu as if they did not have Sarween tools. But of course, we all know, uh, I mean, obviously not me and Matt or in Mac we trust, uh, but most people know that Nalu starts with Sarween tools. So this errata is just to mention that myself and Matt and in Mac we trust that we are all um, fools and that you shouldn't listen to anything that we have to say because uh, none of us caught that. Not uh, one of us. Um, I was even thinking that maybe in TI3 they didn't start with Sarween. Maybe they don't. Um, and that maybe it was a TI3 story, but it is not. So it's, yeah, we're all, we're all bad boys. Um, and then our last errata is from Board Game Geek, and it is from, well, actually, it's from Board Game Geek, it's from Reddit, it's from all over the world. I said it. Um, you even said it, uh, and it's that Wellington is the capital of New Zealand. So last week, we brought, somebody brought up Wellington, and then we started doing British accents to be funny because we weren't thinking about the fact that uh, Wellington is not uh, British, it's uh, New Zealand. So we should have done Kiwi accents, but we did not. All right, well, that about does it for the errata. Um, I'm gonna do the rundown real quick. Uh, thank, thank you guys for sticking with us, by the way, like through uh, this episode. I knew it was like something kind of different and we just got done doing this Imperium Life. So I'm sure a lot of you are really thirsty for us to get back to the strategy uh, kind of focus of the show um, and we will we will get back to it and also we have Gen Con coming up in a month guys it is literally uh, I've got my plane tickets we have um, actually I want to ask you something real quick Alex do you have are, are you ready are you going are you gonna be with us 
I don't think I'm going. Ah, oh. which is a, a shame. I am finding that out live on the show, and it makes yeah. me sad. Yeah, but I mean, um, there there's a, a a reason that is not so good, and there's a reason that is uh, this festival happens pretty soon after, and right. Yeah, I wish I was going. I, I'm yeah. really excited. I'm excited yeah. to see the coverage. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's gonna be super fun, and we got we got a lot of people there um, to work on it. But uh, let, let me I'm not gonna get too far ahead of myself. Let's uh, let's do the rundown real quick. Um, you can go to Twitter, uh, Space Cats piece or Space Cats Pod um, for game updates and announcements. Uh, you can check out our Facebook, Space Cats Peace Turtles, for announcements, and that's also a good place to ask us just kind of general questions if you want to ask direct. Um, we post every week on Reddit Twilight Imperium. Uh, that is a good place uh, for discussion, especially if you want your comment featured in the errata. That's like a really good place to go. We have a Board Game Geek Guild that's kind of difficult to get to, but it is generally um, linked in all of the Reddit posts. Uh, that's another good place to go for uh, more discussion, which has been kind of quiet lately. Um, but there are some like specific users that really like to use BGG as compared to Reddit. Um, we also have our calendar on the BGG Guild, which right now is probably in disarray, but um, we're always trying to make that better. Uh, please email us at spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail.com. Um, the emails that we like to get are this Imperium Life submissions and Play of the Week submissions. Uh, please throw into the subject line whether you feel like it is a This Imperium Life or Play of the Week submission. Remember, This Imperium Life is like stories. Play of the Week is like a, just a very specific, just kind of one thing that happened. Um, you can go to our Patreon, Space Cats Peace Turtles, to contribute to the show and help make the podcast better and help us with uh, really what we're doing in just a month from now. I mean, this would be a really good time for you to start uh, joining in on the Patreon if you've been thinking about it because we are just about to do the project that is the whole reason that we even have a Patreon. Um, we will be there filming starting August 1st. Uh, and also, if you're going to Gen Con, please reach out and let us know because we're going to be there. Um, please rate us on your podcast app, uh, specifically Apple Podcasts and iTunes. It really helps with visibility for the show, um, and it just gets more people into this. Um, I'm going to talk my comedy stuff real quick. Um, I want to thank uh, listener, I think Queso is the name. Uh, they came out to watch my, uh, and I think maybe possibly some others came out as well. That's the only one I really know about. Um, but uh, I was, I advanced uh, in the comedy competition that I, uh, that I entered. Um, and I did it because I'm a friggin' winner. Um, and uh, it was awesome. And now I'm uh, going to the semifinals for the Portland's Funniest Person contest. My round is on July 10th at 7 p.m at Helium Comedy Club again, and it costs $10 or half if you call ahead. Um, at this point though, I will say, uh, the first round is all audience vote, and from here on out, um, it will just be a panel of judges deciding my fate. So, if you wanna come out just to see me perform, that's super great, and obviously we need an audience there, um, but at this point, the call is more of a like, Hey, you know, if you just want to come watch, it's fine. It, it, it really, um, I, like, I will always appreciate the support 
Uh, but unlike the prelims, this will not just be made or broken based on the support that I'm able to pull. Um, now I have to impress the fancy pants people, um, which I'm sure I will. Um, one other show I want to mention uh, comedy-wise, I have a sketch um, comedy group called The Love Boys. We do um, relationship, like fake relationship advice. We do dating advice. It's very tongue-in-cheek, very silly, very sarcastic. We've been doing um, shows all around town ever since December of last year, and we just now decided that we're going to do our own show with our own lineup where you're going to see... Um, lots of sketch stuff. We've got PowerPoint stuff. We we filmed uh, some video sketches, um, and you're also going to see some stand up actually from a feminist uh, comedy collective called Cramps Comedy. Uh, some fr some pretty close friends of mine, and the sh the show uh, is called the Love Boys Comedy Show, and that's going to be on July 11th at 9 p.m. I think the doors are at 8:30, so the show starts hard at nine. Uh, those tickets are $5, and that is at um, a bar in downtown Portland called Kelly's Olympian. Um, and for this week, I want to thank some Patreoners. Um, I want to thank Ambrose the Vile. I want to thank Daniel Bowley. Bowley? Uh, I want to thank the Commander, as always. And I want to thank Alex Lilburn, of all people. Um, and to say you're welcome to me, Alex... Uh, will you please do me the fa uh, the favor of reading the play of the week? <laughs> One second. Absolutely, Hunter. <laughs> All right. Um, this play of the week is from Shalev or Shalev. They can let Matt know how uh, their name is pronounced next week at the very end of the episode. And here it is. My fiance was out of town, leaving us with only five players. Not wanting to use the unbalanced board, I decided that the only solution was to create an AI for the sixth player. I spent at least half a day drawing up decision trees, creating probability tables, and creating guidelines that resolved to, if you have less than six command tokens on your board, take leadership, unless an enemy fleet is currently in range of your home system, in which, in which case take diplomacy, etc., etc. This being the yin, I decided to put in one overriding rule. Whenever possible, build your flagship. If any player is adjacent to your systems, treat them as an enemy. If you have previously been attacked by an enemy and they have a large fleet near you, send the, va send the van huge directly at it at full ramming speed. My poor friend didn't realize that the Yin are a vengeful race with a long memory. That single yin, yin destroyer he blew up in round two came back to haunt him as the AI built Van Huge after Van Huge and sent it off to detonate, and by the game's end, uh, destroyed three full War Sun-led fleets. Was it unfair? Perhaps, but the, yes, the rest of us were laughing too hard to listen to his protestations. We've since retired the overly vengeful AI, but have never let him forget how a couple sheets of table-filled paper thwarted his plans for galactic domination. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's really strange. Uh, just the idea of... It reminds me of... Uh, have you ever seen that uh, calculator that somebody built with paper? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like yeah, that. Or like those, uh, uh, the calculators people or computers people build in like Minecraft. Oh yeah, yeah, it's totally like that. So the uh, Shalev, you you are insane. 
Um, and I would really actually like to, um, if somebody would actually create uh, AI players for Tabletop Simulator, which is probably impossible, but if somebody does do it, I would actually like that because this gave me the idea of like, how fun would it be to just have AI play Twilight Imperium? Like all the players are AI players and mm-hmm. uh, you just commentate over that. And that just sounds like a really fun stream. Um, I think that about does it for us this week. Do you have anything, any last words you want to say, Alex? You're the first guest host of the show. You know, we've had guests before, but never a guest host. I have nothing I want to say. Oh, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do I? I guess. I guess. Thanks for having me on. It's yeah, always a pleasure. Oh yeah. But, uh, well, that's that's great. You're 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 excited for for. Are you excited for Matt to be back next week? I'm excited for Matt to be back. There we go. That's that's a good that's a good note to end on. Just yeah. Love you, Matt. Come back. Come back, Matt. Thank you for listening to Space Cats Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>